You're listening to the CMB Podcast, Session 41. Hey guys, welcome to the 41st episode of the Christian Music Blog Podcast. Hard to believe 41 episodes are now going to be under our belts here. This is a podcast for Christian musicians seeking to serve them in their journey of music making through eyes of faith. The Christian Music Blog Podcast covers a very wide variety of subjects that matter to you if you are a Christian musician. If you're looking to grow, if you're looking to develop, if you're looking to expand your understanding of music, music making and your your perspective of what music is from a biblical point of view, I invite you to join us, everyone here at CMB or on the same journey. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I want to just encourage you to go check out christianmusicblog.com slash gift. I have a gift for you there, christianmusicblog.com slash gift, if it's your first time checking us out. Uh, that's my way to simply say thank you for checking out our podcast today. All right, we are on part three of a new um, series that we're going through. It's a 2013 wrap-up series. It's a four-part series where I'm giving you four things that you can immediately um, go and implement so that you can see a great new year in 2014. So um, the first week was on a subject that is so, so important, how to see real growth take place just from simply doing something on a daily basis. It's called the 20 mile March. And, um, that's episode number 39, 20 mile March. Then last week we did session number 40, upgrade your tools. We talked about recording and becoming an engineer basically. And how these days, a lot of independent artists are learning how to do uh, their own recording, learning how to use software, recording equipment to, um, really utilize that part of art in their creative process. You know, becoming an engineer is, isn't is just this technical, task-oriented, cold thing without any art or creativity involved. It's actually a huge part of the art itself is the sound and how everything's put together. So uh, go check that out. Um, and then today, episode number 41, connect with your listeners. Master the internet. I want you to um, take just some really basic things that I've learned this year through this very podcast, through uh, christianmusicblog.com, launching this site and using podcasting and email uh, newsletter lists and things like that to really see people get rallied around something. So that's today, you know, talking about building an audience and how you can do that. And we live in the most incredible time uh, for doing this. That's today on the Christian Music Blog Podcast, Session 41. All right, so how do we do this? How do we live in this day and age um, in a right way that that pleases God? You know, when it comes to marketing, when it comes to social technology, when it comes to the internet, there can be so many pitfalls. And um, in fact, we had Tim Challies on the podcast recently, and that is, uh, let me see here, Tim Challies came on. He wrote a book called The Next Story About Technology. Uh, yeah, session number 34 Tim Challies on technology. That was a really 
uh, powerful um, episode where we, we we really just got to hear from him about his heart to see Christians think more deeply about technology because there is a digital explosion going on right now and and how that impacts us as believers is um, is important and and how we think about that is important. Um, so I can go I encourage you to go check that out too. That's episode number thirty four, Tim Challey's on technology. But when when I when I consider all of this, it's a journey. It's it's going to be a learning process along the way. And you know, as we talk about in um, the first part of this series on the twenty mile march, if you're seeking to apply things that you're learning every day in a little little ways, it's going to do a lot more in the long run than just these um, one-off events here or there. So, And you're going to learn as you go. This is a marathon, not a sprint. In the life of an artist, you're going to learn, and you got a long life, Lord willing. You have, life is long for you. I know we walk around with the phrase that's commonly said, life is short, and that is certainly true. It's a breath, it's a it's a vapor, as the Bible tells us. But there's also this approach, another way to look at, at your life is that um, you don't have to worry about trying to fit it all in in one day or, or trying to do it all at once. Um, it's impossible anyway. There are only so many hours in any given day, and God wants you to do what you have to do today. And I love the words of Jesus where he says, do not worry about tomorrow. Um, live today. And so that's that's a really important thing to think about in this whole um, area of of um, connecting with people and marketing your music and learning about how the internet can be very useful for musicians. So I, I want to just say that at the outset before we get into it here. So connecting with your listeners is so important. Connecting with the people who listen to your music is so important. And so I just want to tell you my journey, um, especially as it relates to this podcast and um, what I've learned and how important it is to connect with people. Um, so many musicians think that, you know, if I just get a website or if I just get um, an, a, a noise trade thing going or whatever and put it up online or a Twitter account or a Facebook page or any of those things, that it's going to just magically happen and, and why aren't there more people coming to listen to my music? Why don't I have more views on YouTube? You know, all these things um, are, are things that musicians... I, I say this because I've done this. I have felt this way. So I know that I'm, I can't be alone in this because there are a lot of folks out there who do the same thing. You, you put something up on YouTube, like a song clip or a video or something like that, and you want to get more views and you're not sure how to do it. And um, so that's what we're going to talk about. Um, building an audience online specifically. There are, there's a lot more we could talk about with regard to the, you know, just some of the traditional means of marketing, whether it's press, newspaper releases, magazines, uh, radio, television, things like that. I'm not going to really get into that today. Um, I'm going to be mainly talking about new media, um, as it's been called, mainly the internet. So, um, but let's get back to what I just was saying a second ago. Connecting with people is, is at the heart of all of this. And I think if you have that in your mindset at the very beginning, that you want to connect with a real human being on the other end of whatever you're doing, that is so vital. You want to connect with your fans. And so if once you get this in your head and in your heart, it really transforms how you do everything. Connecting with people, serving people, viewing other people as better than yourself 
is the key to success in life. Um, so what's ironic about all this is that a lot of people, um, when they think of marketing, when they think of promoting yourself, when they think of getting out there and hustling and doing this kind of stuff, they, uh, people that look at that, they tend to go, that's, that's just self-promotion. That's all about them. He's just so egotistical. Um, and in, in a lot of cases that's, that's true for the people who are doing that, but the ones who actually are successful or, I mean, we, I, I'm sorry, I'm having a parentheses moment here, you know, parentheses moment means I'm, I'm thinking of an argument that someone might have when I say what I'm about to say and I try to um, make sure that that argument is addressed. So that's why I stopped here for a second. Um, not in the notes here. Um, there are a lot of success stories where people, obviously we see that and and they have run over people. They were, they were um, people that didn't have integrity and we see that all over the world, right? But I'm not, I'm defining success differently. What I'm trying to say is this. Um, when it comes to the folks who who really are faithful in the things they do, and we've talked a lot about this here on the podcast, being faithful. Being faithful to grow, being faithful just in the small things, being consistent. When it comes to those folks, um, if their heart is to serve others, if their heart is to add value to other people, to put others first and not their own interests then it comes back around to them and they are successful. And that is exactly what Jesus says all over um, the Gospels. The way of the kingdom is this. The way up is down. If you want to be first, you must be last. And on and on. You know, the, all those wonderful, um, ironic things, those, those dichotomies that seem like they're backwards, but really it's the way of the cross, right? But connection with people in, in order to serve them and add, to add value of, to them is going to really, really um, make a difference for you. So that's got to be your heart. So before we get into any of these tactics or tips or things like that, that really has to be your heart. And, and, and I think, again, you need to really have a better informed understanding of what marketing, good marketing is, and what promotion is, and, and um, how to connect with people. All right, so I just want to make sure that that is... Is, is in your minds, connect with people to serve them. And when you do that, you're going to see, it's going to help all these other things that once we get into them, it's going to really serve you. Okay, so um, I got a couple of things here uh, that we could just kind of start to list through. And all of these things will be at the um, show notes for today. That's christianmusicblog.com slash session 41. And um, you'll see some links and uh, just some more detailed notes that are a little bit more succinct than than, than this particular um, monologue that I'm on right here. So, um, okay, I, I mentioned a few web things. So, number one, let's just talk about basic internet stuff. Earlier, I just was kind of, you know, saying that, you know, we think that when we get all these things like Facebook accounts, Facebook pages, Twitter profiles, websites, uh, YouTube channel, those things are supposed to help us out. Uh, you do need those. So don't hear me and don't don't think I'm saying you don't need those things. You will need those things. What what we want to do is understand how to use those things and um and how to see real growth take place. Um so number 1 is you you got to have an online presence in the main channels and those are Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Those three things you got to have. And then number um 1 and all of these things, obviously, the sort of obvious thing here is you need to have your own website. Um, 
so don't just I see so many musicians doing this they make in my opinion they're making a huge mistake don't just have a Facebook fan page have a website with your name.com or, or whatever you want to do okay and then if your Facebook page your Twitter page and your um, YouTube channel all point to your website your website is your home on the web um, we don't have time to go into all the things necessary for um, this particular subject on on your own website I actually do want to um, at some point I'm I'm hoping to have if you go to resources on the, the website at christianmusicblog.com slash resources dash page actually you can just see resources in the in the um, the navigation bar at the top um, near the bottom I have something that 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 talks about internet marketing for musicians and this is going to be an upcoming um, course that I'm going to be doing a real simple course on setting up your website, understanding blogging and content marketing, and um, kind of some of the things more in detail of what we're going to be talking about today. But um, setting up a website and all that stuff is so important because really, if you're if Facebook were to go down, if <laughs> if YouTube were to go down, if Twitter were to go down, you wouldn't have anything if you didn't still have your website. Your website has to be your home on the web. That's going to be where you are. Um, Really, you're owning all the content on that site. So number one is make sure you have your web presence set up. I mean, there are so many other social media things we could talk about, whether it's Google+, Pinterest, and so on. I mean, you can get into all that too. Um, But as I said in the beginning, these things aren't really, they're necessary to have. You got to have them, obviously. But just having them isn't what is going to help you connect with people. And um, that's where I want to go next. So number one, online presence and make sure you have the, the, the main things. Okay, number two, and this is actually, it's sort of silly to say, it has nothing to do with technology or the internet. <laughs> um, and this is vital. Um, obviously, you, you have to have this. If you're going to be, if, if you were back in the day, you still needed to have this without, you know, back before there was internet, you still would need this. Number two, know who your listener is. Know who your listener is. Who is going to be on the other side of your music enjoying your music? And I think a lot of, um, especially Christian musicians, for whatever reason, we tend to, we tend to think that if, if we just sing about Jesus, that's going to be enough. And, you know, God bless them. The folks that just are so into Christian music, they love all kinds of genres, um, they may, yeah, that that's that's fine. But those those folks are not the uh, normal. Most most people have a particular genre that they like, that they are interested in. And this isn't even just about genre, but about things even unrelated to music. So who is on the other end of your music, listening to it? Get to know who they are and who that is in your mind. Once you begin to understand that more and more, knowing who your audience is, you're going to be able to go and connect with those people because they all kind of flock together. Birds of a feather flock together, right? So don't try to be everything to everybody. When you do that, you end up pleasing nobody. Um, there, There isn't any such thing as a mainstream these days. Really, we, we live in a world of niche. That's kind of the new thing. Um, there's a guy named Chris Anderson, who wrote a book called The Long Tail. Chris Anderson, not the basketball player for the Heat, 
the dude with all the tattoos, not that guy. Uh, and not the Chris Anderson, the guy with the TED Talk, who's the curator for TED Talks and all that. Um, Chris Anderson, he is the uh, former editor of the magazine Wired, and um, he wrote The Long Tail, and I think he's written another book to it, but the title escapes me. Um, he he has really thought deeply about this and kind of he's a great commentator on now we live in a day and age where it's not about reaching um, millions of people, it's about reaching a few thousand people. And actually, Seth Godin, for me personally, has been really valuable in this. I mean, he's another great author, um, wrote a book called Tribes. And um, if you have 1,000 true fans, then you will be able to have a career full-time. And um, if you can find out who they are, if you have a message, if you have, um, like I said, it's not just about your, your musical genre, but about who you are, the things you say, you're something else beyond your music even that really compels people to pay attention to you. Once you begin to develop that, and that's something you'll be working on forever, right? But the more you hone in on that, uh, the more it's going to help you gather people. So number two, find who your niche is. Um, so I'm trying to think of an example. Let me think here for just off the top of my head. As you can tell, I'm really not running off of much of a script today. Um, I just have these main points. But let's say you're a musician and you are just passionate about wells being dug in Africa. And so you partner with the organization Charity Water. And you begin to, um, at every one of your concerts, uh, you begin to, on your, on your blog, we're talking about the internet today, on your, on your website, on your blog, you're, you're telling stories about uh, villages being changed because there's a well that's dug in their village. Maybe you take a trip to Africa and you document that trip. Um, maybe you say, you know, a certain percentage of your music's proceeds goes to uh, Charity Water or whatever the organization is or your own um, efforts to reach out to um, help dig, dig wells in Africa. I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking off the top of my head. That is a very specific thing. And um, there are a lot of people who are really passionate about that. And if you if you made that just as much a part of your music as your music is, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but just it's clearly a message that you have. You're going to gather people that are like-minded. So that's just one example of, of a niche. Um, here, another example that I heard recently, this actually is someone, and actually there are a lot of people who do the, the Wells thing. That's not very original, honestly. Um, there's this uh, metal artist who's really into vegan um, cooking, and he so he did this uh, metal. Um, I don't necessarily um, encourage you to check out his music. I'm not really promoting his music, but it's a great example of someone who found a niche. Uh, he does these YouTube videos online where he's going over recipes for um, vegan dishes. Um, something like vegan black metal chef or something like that. But but that's an example of a niche um, of, a, of a musical person who's connecting with people. Um, now, let me just tell you about my own, my own passion here with CMB and how this has really, I've seen this really work. So I had NateFancher.com. I've, I've been blogging for a long time. I, I blogged just about kind of anything and everything, just my personal life, um, different things I was into at the time, whatever, you know, but I never really had uh, a specific person in mind. I mean, I've always loved people and I've always thought people are great. And um, 
you know, at the church, I've always loved the church and, and wanted to connect with Christians, but still that's so, that's so not specific. You know what I mean? And, um, so I tried different things and before CMB really, uh, came into my mind, it was really this, this sense of, I need to, I need to discover who it is I want to serve. And I want to put in my mind the ideal person on the other side of whatever I'm doing and seek to serve them. And as, as I, as I started to think more and more about it, I thought musicians, Christian musicians, it's sort of obvious for me. And, um, and that's where I started to see real results. So I, I got off my own, my own domain, natefancher.com. I mean, I still have that. That's for my own music. Um, but christianmusicblog.com was started with the heart to serve Christian musicians, Christian artists specifically. And so as I started to do that, I started to see more traction come around it. And I started to see people rally to this because there are Christian artists like myself out there who really want to grow in this stuff. So um, that, that was how this blog got started. When I discovered who it was I was trying to serve, who it was, um, you know, I wasn't trying to serve everybody. I, d- I wasn't trying to just serve all musicians because I want to talk about biblical things here. So I had the ideal um, person in mind when I when I started this. And, and you know, it hasn't been perfect. I, I, I want to be the first to admit that even that is still a, a kind of a broad thing. I can niche it down even more, and I should. Um, and so I'm constantly trying to, to, to iterate on that and optimize that and, and really see um, who it is that's going to be on the other side of this and who's, who's going to be served by it. But that's so important. So don't try to be everything to everyone. Start to really discover who that is. And number three, find out where they are online. So number one, obviously get online with the, with the main things that you have to have, your website, Facebook page, Twitter profile, um, YouTube, whatever else you want to do. Number two, get to know who your ideal listener is and begin to really figure out who that is. And then number three, go find out where they are. So in order to do that, that this is pretty pretty easy, but I think the but you're always sort of doing these things, by the way, at the same time. Um, but to find out where they are, just do a simple Google search, start to find the blogs, the the different forums, all the places online where these people are are hanging out. And, um, and then connect with them. So find out where they are online and connect with them. So in, in that instance, you're actually not even on your website. You're not on your Facebook pages, your Twitter profiles. You are on theirs and you are you know commenting on their blog posts. You're doing different things to connect with them. And um, as you do that, you're building a relationship with them. And um, another part of, of finding out where they are online is understanding how Google works. This is number four. Search engine optimization. This sounds very technical, but bear with me for a moment. This is so important. People who go onto Google will search for you. So let's say um, I'm going to go back to the the well example, not the black vegan metal, metal chef guy. <laughs> let's say you have a passion for digging wells in Africa. Okay, someone out there on the internet has that same passion. And guess what? They're going to go to Google and in the Google search bar, they're going to type um, digging wells in Africa. Okay. Now, in that search, after they hit that enter key on their keyboard, you're going to be somewhere on uh, those pages. And if you can 
learn how to rank higher in Google. And this is a very, um, for some people, it's super, super complex. For me, it's honestly, it's really basic. Google likes content. And the more human you are uh, with your content, meaning um, you're a real person, you're not just some robot trying to, trying to scam Google. Um, the more you write on your blog, the more content you put out, Google will like you more. It's Google food, I like to call it. And, um, and then you can also learn some, some, some things, some very simple things about SEO. That's, again, search engine optimization. You can learn some simple things about how to put keywords into your blog posts. Um, and this isn't like you're tricking people. It's just that you're putting, you're putting something out there that people are looking for. And so that person who puts in um, musicians who promote well digging in Africa, let's say that's the the long tail keyword phrase, musicians that promote digging wells in Africa. Um, you might have a blog post with that title, musicians who help digging wells or musicians who love digging wells in Africa, whatever it is. And in your blog post, you have a list of those musicians who are like you. You've also connected with them. You're promoting their music. You're adding value to them. You're not seeking to promote your own name and um, only. And then the more you're doing that kind of stuff, the more the person who's searching for you um, with Google is going to come on your website. And um, again, we could get into all kinds of stuff about how you capture their attention and how you um, seek to serve them at, when they're on your site. Um, but that's that's huge. This is all kind of under the same thing of, of finding out where people are online. But people are also going to come searching for you. So search engine optimization, number four, is, is very important to understand. And, and I'll have a, a couple of links to some things in our blog post notes today um, for you to read up on that if, if you're totally clueless on, on how that works. Um, but then number five, this one is, uh, I'm going to kind of share with you a little bit of my own journey on CMB and some numbers and stuff. Podcasting and YouTube. Um, I... I, uh, let's see, where do I start with this? I think I'm going to start with YouTube. YouTube, okay, so I have a YouTube page, a YouTube thing, and I know that a lot of you found out about Christian Music Blog because I put um, a YouTube video online where I was talking about the launch of this site. This was back earlier this year. And um, if you go to um, YouTube and you type in the, the phrase, Christian songwriters wanted and hit enter, um, I will be, you'll see my my video there on the first page as it comes up. It, it might be near the top there. And um, because I chose, okay, because I knew that Christian, song, Christian Songwriters Wanted was going to be a phrase that people were going to type in, into Google. And actually, Google owns YouTube, by the way, and so whenever you type something into Google, and if you have a video on it, that's going to show up in the Google search results as well. Um, but... I put that as the title of the video, Christian Songwriters Wanted, because I was looking for, to gather Christian musicians, Christian mu music makers, songwriters. And so from uh, that one video, and, and this is really just one video, I wish that I had more videos. It's, YouTube is something that I, I'm actually not doing very well. But, um, um, but this video, I mean, I just posted it like back in February, and um, haven't really done anything since then with the video to try to like get more views, but it has um, over a thousand views now. And I've seen a lot of the folks who come and sign up for our mailing list, who come to our website, who check out the podcast, have found out about uh, CMB because of this video on YouTube. 
So understanding how YouTube works um, could be very beneficial as far as um, building that audience. Now, again, this this ties, though, to number two. Know who it is you're trying to reach out to. If you just put up a random YouTube video, it will only get seen 10 times if you're not actively trying to figure out who you're trying to reach. And that, of course, is tied into the SEO thing. I, I was putting in the right keywords for that video and um, I had a link to the website in the video I had. I made sure that there was a, a call to action in the video. I told people to go check out christianmusicblog.com. I think at the time is what I haven't seen the video in ages. I think that's what I said, something like that. But um, but but here's the thing about YouTube. I, I mentioned here on number five, we're talking about podcasting and YouTube. I'm reversing it. I want to talk about YouTube first for a very specific reason. YouTube's awesome. Don't get me wrong. YouTube is great. Uh, if you're a musician, you're going to do music videos. That is awesome. The, the way to do it. Vimeo is okay, but YouTube has millions of people on it. There are There is an audience there that you can build. Um, however, the statistic is pretty amazing. Um, it is a huge, huge, huge haystack, YouTube. There are over 100 hours of video uploaded to YouTube every single minute. I mean, seriously, listen, listen to that again. <laughs> Get the math here. Over 100 hours, 100 hours of video uploaded to YouTube every minute, every 60 seconds, there's 100 hours uploaded to YouTube. To me, that's breathtaking because that, that means there is a lot, a lot of content going up there. I mean, that, that means there's a huge audience there. Yes, there is. YouTube is the second number, it's the second largest website in all the world, right? But um, it's a huge haystack. So it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of work and it's going to take you knowing really who it is you're, who you're reaching out to in order to build an audience just on YouTube. But you still need to have a YouTube account. So like I said, I have mine. I have mine. I did this one video and um, it, I've seen some, some fruit f- uh, from it for CMB, but it's a very big haystack. And so that brings me to podcasting. And, um, Podcasting is a much smaller haystack. It's it's incredible, and um, podcasting. I think there's roughly around two hundred and fifty thousand. I think somewhere like that podcasts in iTunes, and um, that's that's really a, a much smaller haystack. Um, it's relatively easy to upload a video, so you can do that. It, it's a little bit more work to start a podcast. It's not hard, though. I mean, I, I took a little time to do it, um, but I'm so glad I did. And I, I, most of the legwork as far as setting it up is done now. And all I do is record something and upload it, and it's good to go. But podcasting is quite an opportunity. And, you know, this is something I've been thinking about just for uh, my own my own site. I, I want to see how it would work for an artist to get a podcast for themselves. I mean, we have a lot of, if you look at iTunes, there are a lot of, musical podcasts that you can subscribe to and listen to. But um, the haystack is still so much smaller. If you consider the fact that there are 200-something thousand podcasts in iTunes, and actually most of those are not done very well. They don't have good cover art. They don't have the right keywords put into it. They don't have um, quality audio. Um, There are a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of churches that have podcasts that just are putting their sermons online. Um, you have radio stations that broadcast music and um, and then all the kind of the traditional podcast shows, kind of like this one. But um, 
what that does is make the 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 haystack even smaller. So um, just to kind of share with you some numbers on this podcast, we started back in February this year, and um, we recently just passed the uh, ten thousand downloads mark. And um, I remember when um, when we first started going here, I just was blown away by just the response from from some folks, like because because podcasting because it's easier to find podcasts. It's a it's a search engine. iTunes is a search engine. So whenever you go there and type something in, um, you're going to get results, and that's going to bring up podcasts. It's going to bring up, of course, albums and stuff on iTunes. But I suggest that you get a podcast. I mean, I haven't really worked. I mean, I, I do a weekly podcast, and I think consistency in a podcast really makes a huge difference. The more uh, you're you're putting out episodes, um, the higher you're going to rank within iTunes. But um, so this could be an idea. Um, this would be some work, but you you would see some results next year. You would see some results. Do something like release a song a week, and that would be so easy. I mean, I'm thinking about what I'm doing, and uh, for me, just to sit down and play a song um, and release it and give it away for free uh, through a podcast, or, or maybe you tell before you you play the song, you kind of share the story behind the song, so you're connecting, you're you're telling the story uh, about your song and it's connecting with folks but you start to do that you'll see some folks discover uh, your music that way and um, you know this is there are so many great resources for how to start a podcast and I'll put some links as far as um, some people that I've learned from I'll put those links in the show notes again let me just direct you to that that's christianmusicblog.com slash session 40 and um, you can see there um, some of the folks who I've learned from podcast answer man being uh, the number one guy and a guy named Pat Flynn who does podcasting. And and by the way, when it comes to building an audience online and connecting with people um, through the internet, those two guys are really, really awesome. And there's a lot of resources out there, even more than that, that we could talk about. But 10,000 downloads for, for me, that's a lot for me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much a small fry in the um, podcasting space. Um, podcasting, those numbers aren't all that big for podcasters. Uh, because you know, I have forty. Now I have forty-one episodes, and um, you know, I have an email list. And so, if all those folks are listening to forty-one episodes, that's going to add up pretty fast. Not to mention uh, the stats that I have also count anytime it's streamed. So, if someone just stumbles on the site and they hit play, and it goes for you know a minute or two, um, that counts as a download. But but still, I'm like so pleased with that, and so happy and thankful for that because um, again, I, I've seen a huge difference. Be- um, between what I was doing before, just blogging kind of random stuff at my own uh, site, and then coming over to christianmusicblog.com, trying to understand who my listeners are, who the people are that uh, I'm trying to serve, finding out where they are online, trying to um, write blog posts and do videos on YouTube that, that have the right keywords so that those folks searching for that can find it easily, and then podcasting. Um. And then this leads me to the last thing I want to talk about today, and this is probably, if there's anything that you get from this episode, I hope it's this. You must, and I I cannot put too fine a point on this, you must start an email list. And I don't, you know, people that talk about how email is dead, I don't really know where they're coming from. It's completely false. Do a little search, go into Google and say, Ask the question, is email dead 
or is email marketing dead or something like that. And you'll find a, a bunch of stuff and a bunch of research, a bunch of statistics, a bunch of studies that say it is, in fact, not dead, but doing very well. Um, in fact, your Twitter account, your Facebook pages, um, you know, I don't care how many followers you have on Twitter. I don't care how many likes you have on Facebook. Those things don't, those things don't um, necessarily mean loyal fans or loyal listeners. Um, it's easy to kind of share your Facebook, but you know, I don't give my email address out to everybody. You know, people's inbox is pretty precious. And you know, those of you who who subscribe to our email list, I'm just like so thankful for that because I know that. Um, you know, there's a lot of email that people get in their inbox every day. And um, so as an artist, you need to start an email list. And here's what you want to do to make this happen today after you're done with this. Head over to MailChimp.com. I suggest MailChimp because they have a free account and um, they have great statistics and you can learn about how to set all that up. Now, I, I would suggest at some point you're going to want to upgrade to their paid services and um, and do what what they call autoresponders and things like that. But I won't get into some of that today. But basically, here's why. The, the reasons you need to have a, mail, a mailing list um, are just numerous. But here's the main reason. Let's say you have a thousand Facebook likes, a thousand Facebook fans, whatever. You have 700 Twitter followers, um, those are awesome numbers, but if Twitter were to go down, you're not going to have any of that information. If Facebook goes down, you're not going to know who those people are. You're not going to be able to get out, uh, reach out to them. They're gone. Facebook owns that information. You do not as an artist. Um, and the same with your website. I and mean, let's say you have a website with all this content on it and you're, and, and whoever's hosting your website, they go down. Um, you, You've lost it all. I mean, you might back it up, all the, all the content, but people's comments and the, the folks who are there, they're not going to be able to find you. But if you have an email list, that is yours. You can have that. You can download it in an Excel spreadsheet file and back it up, and you have real human being um, connections right there to be made. I remember when we first started, I, I didn't have... I had the free account for MailChimp when we first started CMB. I, I I wish I had done this with my own blogging years ago, but I just started it this this year, and um, I remember just how quickly people res- would respond. Um, I don't know the statistics perfectly, but like a Twitter click through rate, you know, whenever you put out a tweet or something like that or a Facebook post, most people aren't going to follow through and 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 do stuff. Uh, some people will, but not. Not very many. With email, the numbers, the statistics are way higher as far as the engagement. So definitely make that a priority before the end of this year. In fact, today, like I said, go to MailChimp.com, sign up for a free account, and um, and start building an email list. And then you can integrate into your website different sign-up forms and just head over to our site, ChristianMusicBlog.com, and you can see how we've done that. Um, you really want to get people on your email list. You want to build a list, and you want to serve the people on that list with valuable um, things. So you're not just. I I would strongly recommend you do not just collect email addresses and never touch base with those people and never reach out except for when you're going to sell some music. That would be a huge mistake. I think you want to connect with these people personally. Send out a weekly email if you can. Um, ask questions, seek to engage them, seek to serve them, 
um, always provide value in your um, emails or, or whenever you're, whatever content you're producing, and um, you'll see results. So for us, you know, I remember, like I said, when, uh, when I um, first started a, a mailing list um, over it, over at my site, I didn't have actually have a, a legitimate mailing list using Mail, Mailchimp, but I did have a, a place for people who were um, who wanted to subscribe via email. Whenever I posted something new, people would get an email from it. But that's not the same thing as an email list that I had, and I, I think it got up to like fifty people or something. And um, I remember with this, as soon as I started doing this and really getting serious about it. With CMB, I was just ecstatic to get like 200 subscribers in the first uh, month, and it was just it blew me away. And um, since then, we've grown. Right now, we're almost at 500 subscribers, um, and I have some goals to keep growing there. But I've really seen these results to be um, really true. So it, you can do it too as an artist. So let me let me just go over those again for you. Six things that you can do. Number one, obviously get online, get those main things going. Um, number two, know who your ideal listener is. And that's that's probably your priority um, above everything else today. Do some homework on that. Um, number three, find out where they are online. Number four, learn the, the, the tactics of search engine optimization. Number five, um, learn about YouTube and how to, how to get folks um, directed to your website and then um, pick up podcasting if you can, if you want to start learning how to do that. And um, I'll include the links for some places where you can learn how to do that in our show notes today. And then number six, get an email address and start connecting, not, not get an email address, excuse me, start an email list, get email addresses and start connecting with those, those people personally. Um, and so, but like I said, that could be, if you know who your ideal listener is, then, then you need to go start an email list today. But I think knowing who your fans are, knowing who your market is, choosing those people and really seeking to serve them and understand them um, is, is always the priority. And, um, and um, lastly, um, this isn't really in these six things in, in terms of internet stuff. I think consistency is what you have to do. And this sort of ties to our first um, episode in this series, The 20 Mile March. You want consistency. Um, whatever you decide to do with connecting with people, you want to connect with them um, on a consistent basis. I said this with the email thing. Send out an email on a regular basis. P- pick a time, pick a date, and let them know that they're going to get something from you. I know that that you're 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 setting yourself up, obviously, and and you have an accountability thing there. But um, if it's podcasting, um, pick. The, the, how often you're going to do that. If it's uh, blog writing, if you have a blog on your website, um, write regularly. Um, I think the consistent factor has to to be a part of it. You know, it's been a huge challenge for me. Honestly, I'm just learning so much um, about the importance of consistency and discipline. And so to produce a weekly podcast, to write a weekly email newsletter that goes with that, um, to run the blog, all that kind of stuff, it's a lot of work. But it really does pay off, and I know um, just firsthand that you'll you'll get results. Connect with your listeners. That's what this is about: connection, service, providing value to people. And um, obviously, this subject is huge. You know, when I look at this title, "Connect with Your Listeners: Master of the Internet," it's um, that's a pretty daunting subject. Obviously, you can't fit it all into one episode. 
Um, in fact, what I'll do for this one, um, yeah, go over to our session or, or the go over to go over to the show notes, christianmusicblog.com slash session forty one. And um, there you're going to see under each one of these things, under uh, all six, I'll have some links to some other places online that, you know, they're not christianmusicblog.com things. They're, they're going to be off, off of our site. But you can see um, where you can start to uh, really apply some of these things. I mean, there's definitely a lot of stuff here. Um, if anything, it just gives you some serious goals for 2014 that you can start working on next year. And, and, I, and I do believe you're going to see results. Number one, 20-mile march. Do these things on a daily basis. Spend some time working on stuff every single day. Number two, upgrade those tools. Um, Become an engineer. And then number three, connect with your listeners. Um, Learn about how to use the internet to really serve um, an audience that, that you have, that specific group of people in your mind. That's it for this week's episode. Just really, really appreciate it. Um, you guys are awesome. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For those of you who continue to listen, I hope you have a great Christmas. Crazy, isn't it? That Christmas is just around the corner here. Um, if you're listening to this way off in the future, um, Merry Christmas to you too. So, um, But that's coming up here. And then we'll have number four, Harness Inspiration, Decode the Mystery of Creativity. This is a very... Um, important subject to me. I'm very passionate about it. And um, that's going to wrap up our series here on um, four things that every musician should do in 2014. Again, go check out christianmusicblog.com slash gift. You'll find some gifts there for um, checking out the podcast and listening to it. And um, also sign up for our email list. I told you about email list today. Um, Please go check out our email list and you can find out more about what we do and who we are. Again, that's christianmusicblog.com slash gift. Have a great week and a Merry Christmas, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the CMB Podcast. For more valuable content, including helpful articles and video, visit christianmusicblog.com.